0: this has been wonderful, hasn't it? Fantastic choir and children's choir and readers. Um, So um, I hope you've uh, enjoyed it. But more importantly than enjoying it, I hope that you've had a thin moment this evening in terms of thin between heaven and earth. We do some of the strangest things over the Christmas period, don't we? We Uh, We get rootless trees and we put them in our houses and then we cover them in sparkly, plastic, shiny kind of things. And then we try and fill our homes and the city with as much light as we can to fend off the darkness. And our TVs become filled back to back with adverts for perfumes that are going to make us smell and look Fantastic. And even the cardboard boxes this year all have personalities in order to try and get us to purchase more from Amazon. And companies tell us that love is measured by the price of the gift that we buy the person. Thank you, John Lewis. That was a really helpful thing to sew into the Christmas uh, season. We put on Christmas jumpers and we wear silly hats and we hum songs that were hits decades ago in our parents' generation. And we come together like this and we sing Christmas carols that were written hundreds of years ago. Just this morning, I I happened because of this evening to to not be doing our usual 11 o'clock morning service. And um, so I did what any good hunter-gatherer would do. I waited for two minutes before 11 uh, to head down to Tesco's uh, Express in Weston uh, to get cough mixture, uh, neurofen and paracetamol for all of the family, as well as a little bit of breakfast. And while I was there, there were some carols playing in the background. As we were filling up our baskets and this line rang out over the whole of Tesco's on the cranky little stereo. One of us must buy them a new one, you know. And the line rang out, all glory be to God on high. And I thought, wow, even in Tesco's, they are even giving God all of the glory. This is awesome. And then I realized at the checkout that it was just me that was thinking that. This word glory features in a lot of the Christmas carols and a lot of the Christmas story. We've sung it tonight. We've read about it tonight. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only. The angels gather to give God glory. But I wonder whether we understand what glory is really like. Maybe glory is finishing a marathon in under two hours. Maybe glory is winning the general election. No more comment. Maybe it is getting the goal of a generation. Maybe glory is getting a salary of 323 million pounds a year. Is that really what we want? Is that glory? Maybe glory is having the most amazing house with a gorgeous dining table set out absolutely perfectly so you can invite all of your friends or would-be friends around. But the word glory in the Bible is not like any of these things. The word glory in the Bible is a weighty word. It is one that comes with authority and the right to rule and reign in a godly sense. But it is also the weight of God's presence in a place. It's the weight of God's presence so that when you walk into a room, you can hardly move a little bit like the folks at the balcony under the back because they haven't got seats. I hope you're comfortable at the front. But the weight and the presence of God, it's those moments where suddenly life becomes thin and you think that you might be able to glimpse heaven or that heaven is glimpsing you. When Jesus comes, and in John's Gospel it says that when he comes, we have seen his glory. He brings another dimension to the word glory again. This time, the almighty God, the one who has the right to rule and reign, the one who, if we stepped into his presence unknowingly, we would just be destroyed. This God steps into our world as a humble baby. Into a forgotten part of the Roman Empire and is laid in a manger. And then at the end of his life, he dies on a cross. This is the lowest point. The point of defeat and despair and death and disaster But according to John's gospel, it becomes the point of glory. Defeat becomes victory. Joy. Despair becomes joy. Death is conquered by life, and disaster is replaced by hope. His death on the cross deals with all of the mess that you and I make of the world, me included. His cross, his death on the cross, deals with all of that stuff. And Jesus' glory, God's glory, is based on God's goodness. There's this amazing encounter in the Old Testament with Moses. And Moses says, can I see your glory? And God says, yes, you can see my glory. I'll cause my goodness to pass in front of you. See, God's glory... And his goodness or his character are directly connected. And we've seen his glory according to John's gospel. We've seen the glory of God. And we survived. But this glory it is not purposeless. He has come into the world in all his glory. So that you and I can receive His grace so that we can be set on a path of life, life in all its fullness. He wants to give us purpose. The Almighty God, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, the one for whom no one can stand in front of, has chosen to dwell with us, to share His glory with us and live with us. I I had the privilege of going to a dinner party recently and um, and if this story is about you, uh, then I'd love to tell you the ending in person afterwards, uh, which I'm now about to share with everybody else. I went to a dinner party recently and I happened to sit next to a lovely lady and uh, very early on she found out that I was a vicar. And so she announced incredibly quickly and determinedly that she was a fee-paying humanist. And I just wanted to say, well, a happy Christmas to you then. (laughs) Uh, But I held back. The conversation had been uh, a little tricky as we went along. Um, I don't think she was expecting to have to sit next to a vicar for the whole evening. Um, And so we uh, tried to find other things to talk about. Other than faith. You see, it's difficult to sit next to someone of faith if you don't believe in the person that they keep talking to for the whole evening. I mean, it's quite distracting, really. Um, anyway, I tried to change the subject and we got on to, you know, well, what do you do? This is what you do. I'm not very good at dinner parties, but I picked this up from my mum. Apparently, this is what you're supposed to do. You know, you, you pick out their interests. And, and so she got to talk about the things that she liked to do. Well, do you know what she likes to do? She likes to go around the country and visit old churches. And I was like, wow, tell me more about these visits that you do. What is it that's so appealing? She said, well, there's something about going into those churches. It's all the history or, you know, it's all there. And I said, tell me a bit more. She said, well, I particularly love the stained glass windows, well, I had to bite my tongue at that point. I mean, apart from anything else, I, st- I wasn't very well then. And that was a couple of weeks ago. We've all got this flu bug. It's not good, is it? What she was describing was amazing. She was talking about being a humanist, not believing in God, yet seeking out these historic buildings because there was something there that was a draw. I don't believe me. The drawer is much more than just the old stones. There was something there, even though she had a strong belief in the absence of God. She was especially drawn to the stained glass windows, which is really interesting. Because I don't know whether you're aware, but stained glass windows in churches, they tell the story of the good news. They tell the story of the church and of the gospel. It's amazing. So she is drawn to the presence of God and to the truth of God. She just doesn't yet know it. And I wish I'd had a chance to tell her at the dinner party. And so if you're here, come and find me afterwards and I'll tell you again in person. You see, what we want is we want all the trimmings but without the meal. We want the decorations but without the meaning, we want the feast without the honored host. We want the grace of the, we want the grace of the party but without the costly glory. But even though that is how we are all wired, the King of Kings crosses the line from heaven to earth for us. He stepped down into our humanity as a human being, the person of Jesus, leaving the glory of heaven and humbly taking his and our place on earth. And as an adult, he gave his life in our place on the cross to pay the price for each and every one of us. This place of humility and death is the place of glory. It's the place of glory because it deals with everything that's gone wrong in the world. The mess that you and I make of it. It deals with all of the wrong, all of the evil that we do and that has been done to us. This is Emmanuel. God with us. He's crossed the line for you and for me. So this Christmas, will you pause long enough to allow that line between heaven and earth just to become thin, to allow his glory to rest upon you, to look up and to give him glory in return. As a church family We are committed to following Jesus Christ. It is wonderful to gather like this and sing carols. You know what? We sing stuff every Sunday and they're really good just like these ones. All right? Just saying. You know, we're here here every week. And we love to help every single one of you to discover what it means to follow Jesus. Especially if you've absolutely decided that you don't believe in him. Okay, We'd love to help you discover fullness of life in Him. And so uh, we just, I, I just want you to know that that is what we're about. And I want you to keep on coming. And, and my hope is one day uh, next year maybe or the year after that, that we can seat you all in here. Because maybe we have to do two of these. Wouldn't that be fun? Pippa's looking scared. It'll be all right. <laughs> But we want to make space so that you can discover fullness of life in Jesus. Because there are those moments when life is thin. And the gap between heaven and earth seems tiny. And you know what? Life can be like that every single day. I'm going to pray and then the choir are going to sing one last time. Father God, I pray for each one of us, that you would slow us down, help us to experience you, and Lord Jesus, that we would choose to follow you, amen.